I'm so aware that I have these very two like strong parts of myself, which is this mindful, centered, self-aware, wholehearted person and this really ambitious, driven, uh, you know, get stuff done part of my personality too. And so marrying those two has been the task of my last couple years and, and, and is really the backdrop for starting this school. Welcome to the Big Self Podcast, mid-July now. Shelly, we're um, really, this is, I think we're about um, a half a year into to our uh, little podcast. Yeah, this is fun. We just like talking to each other, having you all in our home to hear these conversations. So welcome. Well, we are really grateful for the uh, community, the audience that has been you know, with us from the beginning as we've been evolving into this to this uh, podcast and uh, our just what the the truths that we are bringing to you, uh, what we are wanting to share with you, um, you know we've we've got this first year under our belts. I would say that it has been an incredibly challenging few months. We didn't expect uh, nobody expected this pandemic to happen as we were uh, launching. Uh, one thing that would really help make a big difference with our podcast, if you would take just a few seconds of your time and leave us a review, that would really be an amazing contribution. We thank you in advance for that. You know, but today, as things, we've been slowly evolving and suddenly things have been rapidly changing. Shelley. And, uh, you know, I think that it's good for us to go back sort of to our origin story. You know, we, uh, we, we do learn as we go, but, um, one of the questions that we've been asked a lot as we have been emerging into, uh, the big self school is what is the big self school? And then a lot of people also ask, who is it for? Yeah. So let's, uh, let's begin Shelley. First of all, just kind of some of our origin story, uh, well, I want to start here. I, I have this question posed on Instagram this week. And the question is, how do you even know when you've reached your biggest self? And so I think that the, the, the term big self is appealing. I think it's interesting and intriguing to a lot of people. But there is this um, curiosity around what exactly does it mean? And am I doing it? Am I living it? And my response um which we can unpack a little bit, but <clears throat> I just said, in some ways, uh, I'd say it never ends. This is a lifelong process, much like our personal and spiritual growth never really ends. But I also think there's a sense of having found your calling, fulfillment, and a sense of wonder when you've discovered your big self. The restlessness finally rests. And I, I do think there's, some, there's a sense of like um, excitement, when you're living kind of this audacious but centered uh, self, when you figured out who you are and you're courageously putting that out in the world more and more. Um, but I also think it can feel calm. Like it's not always this exciting feeling. Sometimes it is more of a contented feeling. And so I wanted to just, just to share that and frame that up in terms of why we're having this conversation. I do think it's important for us to talk about what we mean by big self, talk about the school we're building and why, um, why we think this mission is so important. 
Well, and if I may contribute to that too, I think that there is the big, which is, you know, the big represents um, some success, some outer things, goal oriented, and the self is the values and the how do you want to live. And I think that there does come a point in our lives where maybe we have succeeded at certain things, or maybe we have arrived at certain places, is that then suddenly you've arrived at your big self? And I guess the answer is in that regard, no, because if we're living out of our values, which are things like I'm committed to being a, a husband or a wife, or I'm you know committed to being a loving parent, or some you know some of these commitments, there these values, you are always living into that, right? Yeah, I and mean, I think for that reason, it does not end. Right. So the a lot of you all know this story that I was um, leading a technology company for several years and ended up having to dissolve that company. And in the process, went through a pretty significant bout of burnout. Uh, at the time, I did not, I would not have called it that. I knew that I was... Uh, probably bordering on some depression, had um, a lot of physical stuff going on and inflammation and a virus that I got. Just my, I was really struggling um, making sense of a pretty significant failure in my life and also how my body was not uh, resilient. It wasn't coping with it as well as I had wanted to. So from that experience... Um, and coming through a, about a year, year and a half of really just some mental health recovery, physical recovery, I we started to Chad and I we started talking about um, just burnout in general and like how do you how do you be ambitious in the world and not struggle the way that I did so much and I and I also learned that that I'm not the only one you know, duh, there's so many people that have really um, high aspirations, they have a lot of goals for themselves, they're powering through, they're driving hard. Uh, there's definitely the hustle culture that we live in. Yet, there is uh, an awareness of, of reality and kind of I can't keep living like this and driving myself this hard. There has to be another way. And I remember um, back, I don't even know what year it was, several years ago, I was at a Wisdom 2.0 conference. Do you remember when I went to that? Out in San Francisco. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a mindfulness conference for technology companies, basically. And I remember sitting in this, the, uh, there was a panel talking and one of the things that a panelist had us do was a mindfulness exercise and meditate for I, I swear it felt like three hours and it was probably just 15 minutes or whatever and I remember thinking like this is such a waste of time <laughs> like there's so many things that I need to be doing right now there's people I need to meet uh, I've got calls I need to make I think I was <laughs> you know I don't even know what, what I what I felt like I had to do at that point, but I knew that my ego was so restless sitting there and it had so much it wanted to accomplish. And that experience has always stuck out to me because I'm it I'm so aware that I have these very two like 
strong parts of myself, which is this mindful, centered, self-aware, wholehearted person and this really ambitious, driven, uh, you know, get stuff done part of my personality too. And so marrying those two has been the task of my last couple years and, and, and is really the backdrop for starting this school. So in some ways, you could say that this is sort of a phoenix story. It's uh, as so many things I think I've been learning are like some of our successes and some of our new beginnings are a result of failure. And I think one of the things that a lot of people are coming to terms with in 2020 is, is this feeling of being in quarantine and being with yourself and mm -hmm. some yeah. of those that are close to you so much. There's a lot of mental, there's a lot of mental work that needs to be done. Um, sometimes we're confronting some failures. Some of us may have been this, this year experiencing failure. Um, there's regrets that, you know, what we chose to not do, I think can mm -hmm. begin to build up in us. And so one, one of the main things that the big self school is committed to is, uh, we have some pillars. And uh, I think that this would help create like a clearer sense of identity of who we are with the big self school. Um, yeah. yeah. So, and I, I think it's important to say that, you know, the formula I always give is big, big ideas plus your true self equals big self. And it really is inner work, outer impact. So this is work from the inside out. So much of what our culture prescribes for us is is outside in. Oh, so yeah. you start, you look outside yourself, you size yourself up, uh, we socially norm, we look for the boxes to check, we look for um, slots to, to fit in so that we belong in, you know, in healthy and unhealthy ways, the way that we do that. So I think it's this, you know, what we're talking about is an out, outer work is important, of course, but it begins with the inner work. And so our brand pillars reflect that. So we talk about awareness is the number one pillar, um, which we can get into more about that connection. So healthy relationships, healthy connections, stable, uh, stable connections with people in your life. Action. So we are not about navel gazing. We are not about just introspecting. Um, at the end of the day, this is really about how discovering who you are so you can show up more in your life. And so action is essential for what we're what we're teaching and talking about. And then the last pillar is wellness. And so how do you make this sustainable? What is what habits do you need to integrate into your life? What's self-care look like uh, physically and mentally and emotionally? Um, so yeah, those are the pillars that we're, everything that we're building right now is touching on one of those pillars. There's this illusion that I think a lot of us carry about, well, you know, we're going to suck it up, you know, when it comes to just like the outer work and kind of ignoring the inner work. And we're like, all right, yeah, there's this brief time that we're just going to have to grind and maybe not eat very well or sleep very well or spend as much time with, with our what we would say are our important relationships or with things that we say that we like to enjoy doing. We're going to 
suck it up and we're going to just work really hard because mm-hmm. why? Because, uh, well, in just a few short years, we're going to make those millions of dollars. And we believe it's temporary, right? We believe at some point it will end and it usually doesn't it, or it doesn't end it, well. <laughs> it usually doesn't end. Next thing you know, you find yourself living day after day after day under enormous stress uh, and you realize it is an illusion and okay, you, maybe congratulations, you, you took the, that 10 day vacation um, at, in the Bahamas and wasn't that well, nice and you were able to Instagram all your lovely pictures. But but uh, but that to me, it's still kind of an illusion so many of us are living under. Well, the thing is, it's a, there's a mindset underneath that, that a belief that I have to, in order to be valuable or in order to achieve the success I want in my life, I have to hustle, work like this, do, you know, follow these steps. Yeah. So whenever that period or that season ends, if you still have that mindset, you're just going to jump into something else and give yes. yourself wholly to something else without, um, without, when you don't do this inner work and really figure out, and we have a, a few questions for you all to think about. Um, but if you don't do that work, then you really are kind of on this autopilot. Uh, you're living unconsciously and move and moving through motions, but never really stepping into your life in a really full way, which is what, of course, we, we want. We want people to be their big self, their fullest, most alive version of themselves. I want to point out one thing too, though. Um, I think it's really important to talk about big self as this, um, it's a paradox, you you know, that I always think of it as like this dance between this uh, aspirational self that you see yourself as like, you know, that you want to be, but also being tethered to reality and the fact that you're a human with needs, physical and otherwise. And so you have to compensate for those. And so there's this constant, I think when you're you're doing this quote, big self work, that's what we call it, you're constantly dancing in this tension between the big and the self. You're, you're pushing yourself out there. Um, you're clarifying what you want and you're going after it. But you're also like very aware that you have values, you have needs, you have relationships in your life that tether you to something deeper and they ground you. Uh, You can't just fly off into becoming something big without also being grounded in things that are really important to you. So what would you say, Shelly, if we're answering the question, what is the Big Self School? Yeah. So the big self school, um, and I think it's important to say we, uh, Chad and I initially thought about this a while ago before COVID and we were, um, thinking up all kinds of cool, cool ideas for workshops and classes and live events and then COVID hit. So like everybody, we had to rethink how we wanted to launch this. And so what it is now is this fall school's in session and it's online (laughs) And it is a school primarily to teach 
wholehearted high achievers are what I call you guys. So you're, um, you're not motivated by the bottom line alone. Uh, ROI isn't your metric for meaning and achieve, you know, achievement. You see something bigger and want a more holistic life. So that's really who this is for. You know, a lot of people in our community are teachers and doctors and social workers activists, clergy. So these are folks who really professionals, professionals, of course. Yeah. Leaders. We have entrepreneurs, we have tech founders, like, but they, they're driven by something, um, something more than just money. And so they're looking for how to make an impact in sustainable ways, how to build their, uh, emotional intelligence, how to become more self-aware because we know that more, you know, better humans make better leaders. What we're teaching in the school is really transferable skills. And so we think that what we're going to teach is going to help you be better vocationally, but it's also going to help you be a better parent, a better partner, a better child to your, maybe your aging parents. Like there's all kinds of ways that these skills of awareness, connection, action, and wellness transfer to all different parts of your lives. And so that's what we're launching with this fall. We've got about nine classes that we're going to come out with that are a variety of topics that are really relevant to our community. Our website is due out any day now, yes. isn't it? The big self school.com. We, uh, it was Shelly Prevost.com. Uh, we've, it, it underwent a transformation a and big is, transformation and is, uh, it's really exciting. And man, I've seen some behind the curtains looks, looks, uh, of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, so the big self school.com still in, in development. So are some of our books, but man, it is all coming right now though if you're listening to the podcast there are things it's not so much about us being in development it's about you being in development how can you be growing what are some takeaways for you right now and as you listen and tune in on a weekly basis with us we want to be giving you things that you can actively be doing to be growing to be evolving how at whatever pace it is that you uh, need to be so Shelly, you've got three overall kind of large questions yes. that I think our, our listeners could um, do a lot with. So these are, if you've if not really done a lot of self-development work, these are three questions that will prime the pump. They'll kind of get you started a little bit. And so the first question to ask is, where am I dissatisfied? So I think that dissatisfaction as an experience, as a state, has a lot of information for us. But you know, typically what happens is we stuff it, we, you know, we feel this kind of like subtle dissatisfaction in our lives, but instead of really turning into it and paying attention to it, maybe putting a microscope on it, we tend to just push it away and stuff it down and uh, ends up becoming you know, more and more unhealthy if we don't pay attention to it. But I think it gives us a lot of information or, you know, is something about my career not going the way I want? Is a relationship um, struggling in a way that maybe I'm, I need to pay attention to that? So I think there's all, all manner of things that can happen in, a, in our lives that create dissatisfaction. So I think really sitting down, 
reflecting, you know, at the end of your day, thinking back, maybe, you know, uh, the, the points of the day that, that you felt like that just didn't go the way I wanted it to and really understanding why. I, I think of the three questions here that where am I dissatisfied? We're probably, we could probably answer the, the, it's probably top of mind unless maybe there's something that we're just denying where we're unsatisfied so that we can continue to cope. But a lot of us are super aware of where we're dissatisfied. It's a matter of, well, what are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know. I don't think people are aware of where they're dissatisfied. I think there's a lot of people have a subtle kind of um, pre-conscious awareness of their dissatisfaction, but I don't, I don't know that a lot of people have pinpointed exactly what it the is. Deep, the, the deep sources, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. yeah. We, we may know who we're not happy with at work or, you know, uh, some of the surface things that we might complain about. But yeah, I see what you're saying about, mm-hmm. yeah, some of the deeper sources. I think there's a really good, you know, the the, the practice of what, you know, I ask myself a lot because I, I do tend to have some anxiety that I'll ask, what am I anxious about? And I really, you know, on surface level, I might come up with like, well, you know, this happened or somebody said that or whatever. But, but yeah, I think really sitting down and understanding, you know, kind of, if you think about the thread, like pulling the thread and seeing it kind of unravel a little bit, get you to the heart of it. So, but you do have to sit down and actually like think about it or write it down, talk to someone about it that you trust. Okay. Number two question that I want you all to think about, what do I desire? So this question gets to the heart of what you want. Uh, And we're going to do, we're actually doing a whole class on this because I think that this is critical and it is really hard um, for us to get to the heart of this because it's, you know, many of us are told it's selfish, uh, it's self-interested, that it's... um, a waste of time to really think about what you desire. And I think another way of framing it and leading you to the answer for that is to ask yourself, how do you want to feel yes. on a day by day basis? So there's a, there's um, a kind of a heart message here. You're being led by your feelings to some extent. It's not necessarily what you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be. Um, it's not just a synonym for that. Um, and I was also thinking it's, it does lead, it could lead you to purpose or meaning in life, but it's still slightly different. What do I desire? What Mm -hmm. experiences do I want in my Mm -hmm. life? And this is where I think it gets into a lot of that true self work that we talk so much about and that I do coaching around because I think when you, when you start thinking about what do I desire for a lot of us, it brings up shame. Because who am I to want that? Who am I to believe that I deserve that? And so we have to really confront that at a pretty deep level. And I think also having community around you, having people that, you know, like a discernment tribe. So we need people that are skillful um, mirrors that really can hold up our stuff and our true self to us so that we can see it and then discern a little bit better because we're in it. Like I'm living my life and I'm not always the best at discerning who I am and what I want. I need to be in conversation and community with people. And that's part of the development that we're doing with inner circles as well. Yeah. We didn't mention that. Right. Yeah. Inner circles are the 
kind of the, you know, we want people to come into the school and take classes and be a part of our community. And then for those of you that really want to dig deeper into this work and are ready to have experiential learning and have um, really vulnerable, powerful conversations with a trusted, small, trusted tribe of people, then the inner circles are kind of the next step of that, that, that work. So um, and okay. what's number three? The last question is, what do I value? And values. so if you all know me at all, you know I talk about values. Like this is the grounding force of our lives. And my, I found it really useful too, mm-hmm. as you've encouraged, uh, you, you, you know, you've been kind of teaching these things and some of them I've been learning uh, faster than others. But yeah, there's something very like, you're right, grounding, it lines you up thinking about uh, just, well, what are these things that I say are my values? And if I'm not in tune with them, well, it's a good indication of maybe the sources of dissatisfaction. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of really cool work that people can do around their values, because it's, you really have to look at your behaviors, not so much what you say. So your, your values are what you're living, your lived out values. Um, I think every single person needs to know their top three core values, that if you did not have these values in your life, you would no longer resemble yourself. You would not be who you are. So if you don't know, you don't know those three values or you have some vague sense of what they are, you don't know when you're out of alignment with them. I, and think, I think our soul knows when we're out of alignment with them and it happily will remind us in all kinds of fun ways. But when we don't know, then we sidestep just our truth. So you have to get really clear on these values. We could uh, attach to this, this week's show notes, um, the values tracker that you created. Yeah. If you, if you, if you don't know, like, well, how in the world do I, should I know my values? You've got this cool way of, you have a list of values and you choose them and order yeah. them. and Yeah, it's a values exercise that I've done for years with with companies, actually. And it's just as powerful for individuals, if not more, frankly. Yeah, yeah. it's really cool. So overall, also, I think that we're, you know, I, you, you hear this this term from time to time, but we're, we're wanting to be like a gymnastics for the mind. We're a, we're a school. We're not, uh, we're not a gymnasium, but... But what is a part of school? It's a part of training. There's a, there's a, there's, I guess a discipline, you can yeah. say, and and that's when that's that's how we want you to think about this 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 inner work, this mind work. Um, how do you you know meet up with your your soul and your role? And um, I I think that like almost maybe one final takeaway of these. Um, what, what do you do when you're tracking? Where am I dissatisfied? What do I desire and what do I value? Uh, you know, like a a lot of people think it's cheesy or something, or they resist the idea of, Oh, okay, now I'm going to go get out my journal. Oh, I'm going to do some diary work or, or, or whatever. But like, but, but we won't blink an eye if someone says, Hey, I want you to work out for six weeks and I want you to track what you're eating and, and what you did each day as you were, um, as you're training. Mm -hmm. And I I think that like, if, if, if any of our listeners today just did for one week, if you just tracked what the experiences you had that made you feel good, um, the experiences you had where you weren't feeling good, um, you'll begin within one week, you'll begin to see patterns emerge Mm -hmm. and you'll come closer in one week 
uh, to answering these three fundamental questions yeah, I love that, that you've posed yeah. for us. And I think, you know, we are not taught this stuff tradi- in traditional school. Right. So right. like the, you know, we're taught geometry and we're taught, you know, uh, yeah, don't ask me why. What's the whale book? I don't Moby Dick. Like we, you oh. know, we, <laughs> we, those are the, the and those are great, but yeah. I think, I think there's a little bit of a shift happening culturally where, you know, as technology kind of takes up more and more oxygen in the room, so many people are looking to, um, emotional intelligence, soft skills. Like we've got to learn these in some real way. And so this, that's, this is what we want to do. This is the school that we're building. Um, we are really excited about what we're going to be able to offer to people. It's um, the communities coming together in this really beautiful way. And if you have not already, please go over to Facebook and join our Facebook group. Um, we'd love to have you. We're having some really great conversations in there. Uh, and let us know if you track yourself this week and have some um, input, please share it with us and let us know how that went for you. Yeah, we're uh, we're building the team. We're uh, we've got someone that's going to be in charge of of the medium site and just a lot of um, exciting announcements to be coming. But in the meantime, this week, your uh, your takeaway or to ask yourself these three vital fundamental questions, see how they can lead you to your bigger, emerging, evolving self, and um, you know, and I would encourage you to to track it. And um, then you might be able to follow a little bit and understand how to answer some of those questions a little bit better. As always, thank you so much for tuning in, for being a part of the Big Self community. And thanks again for leaving us a review. Thanks, everybody. Bye, (laughs) y'all. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Big Self Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about us, join the community on Facebook at the Big Self Society. You can find us at big underscore self on Twitter. And we are also at the Big Self Society on Medium, where we feature and curate content on topics ranging from psychology to creativity and productivity. We'd love to hear from you. What show made an impact on your thinking, your habits, your decision-making, or anything else? And anyone you'd like us to reach out to and have on the show, let us know. 